Start out on the page 172, and we go right over to 173.
him that he will begin to operate and he'll begin to work in our hearts. A lot of times it's hard to be thankful. You know, we're prideful. But to realize that everything that we are and everything that we have is all because of him. He knew you'd be here today. He knew you'd be here today, Cherry. And he's able to meet our needs abundantly because of his grace and his mercy. And sometimes your best praise is just probably when you're by yourself and you're not worrying about trying to be perfect. Because I'll tell you what, I can't do anything without him. Okay. There's a roof up above me. This morning, I want to ask you to take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. And just uh, bring the message we feel like the Lord would have us to look at uh, this morning for just a few minutes. You know, a lot of the, the songs, and it was mentioned in Sunday school uh, this morning, about how thankful, uh, you know, that we should be and how thankful that we, uh, we ought to be. Uh, today we've got a lot to be thankful for uh, as we uh, come together today uh, in the house of the Lord and that's just kind of the thought uh, that the Lord has laid on our heart is that we have so much uh, to be thankful for and uh, we just want to share a few things with you out of uh, God's word uh, this morning and uh, the Bible in second Corinthians chapter number nine I'd like to read one verse and I want to ask you, if you're able to do so, would you stand for the reading of God's Word uh, this morning? And it's a very familiar verse of Scripture. But the Bible says this, 2 Corinthians 9, verse number 15. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Now think about that verse for just a moment. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Join us in prayer, please. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. Thank you so much for the Word of God. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. 
Thank you for your love for us. We thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the fact that he came into this world, gave his life, shed his blood, that we could be redeemed from our sin. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for everything that you do each and every day. And God, we pray that as we look into this verse of Scripture this morning, God, that you'd speak to each of our hearts. And God, if there be a person in this building that don't yet know you as their Lord and Savior, pray this may be the day or the hour that they'll look to you through faith and be saved by your grace. God, I pray you'd strengthen those that are weak. Encourage those that are discouraged. God, bless those that just need a touch from you today. And we'll be careful to praise you and honor you for all you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. We think about this verse this morning. It says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. If you'll study Scripture, you'll find that First and Second Corinthians are epistles that the Apostle Paul penned down, inspired of the Holy Spirit, to the church at Corinth. In Second Corinthians, Paul spoke in the first part, if the first seven verse or seven uh, chapters, if you'll study that out. Paul spoke of the ministry and the importance of the ministry and the goals of the ministry. He would talk about that in the first uh, first seven chapters. In chapters 8 through 9, you'll find that it's pinned down the words of God concerning a love offering that would be taken and distributed uh, to the saints that were in need. And Paul addressed those things there and encouraged uh, that. He even uh, talked about giving cheerfully uh, as we give uh, unto the Lord. And then in chapters 10 through 13, uh, Paul is defending or giving validity to uh, his apostleship. And some had questioned him. And in that you can see his heart and his love for people and his love for the souls of individuals. You can see those things that just stand out so much. You know, you and I today, as we think about some things, uh, we all, every single one of us, are truly blessed. You know, as we watch the newscast and we see events that are taking place around the world and even uh, in some of our cities right here uh, in our nation, And we look at all these things and we see uh, the poverty that's going on. We see the the different things that are are transpiring that are taking place. And every single one of us could just step back uh, today and just be still for a little while. And we could say that we are truly, truly blessed. We may not have everything that we want. 
but we have everything that we need. You know, the Apostle Paul in writing in one of his epistles made this statement. He says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Everything that we need, God will supply. He will supply. We're truly blessed. Just stop. Just wait. Just look around you. Just think of how blessed that we are. Now Paul, in pinning this epistle down in verse 15 of chapter 9, 2 Corinthians, said this, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. These words that are penned here in the Bible are not ordinary words. These words that are penned in the Bible did not fall from just ordinary lips. These words are God-breathed. They're God-inspired. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. It says, All Scripture... Notice that word, all. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. If something is profitable, it's to the good. It said it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It says that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. These words in 2 Corinthians 9.15 that state, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift are words inspired by the Holy Spirit to be pinned down. These are words that you and I can open up and look at today and consider these words. And, and they're God-breathed. There's God, God's message. They're God's words and God's uh, grace to us uh, that is given to us uh, today. The Apostle Paul, in writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse number 15, makes a statement in that verse. And you and I must come to the conclusion that we're the same. The Apostle Paul, inspired of the Holy Spirit, says this. He says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. The Apostle Paul felt that he was the, 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 the worst of all sinners, the chiefest of all sinners. I remember very vividly 
at 17 years of age in Mountain View Baptist Church in Gainesville, Georgia. I sat two rows from the back on a Sunday night, right at the end of the pew. Our pastor got up and he was preaching the Word of God. I could not to this day, if my life depended on it, tell you the Scripture that he used. But I know through the message that I heard that night, and the Holy Spirit convicted me, convinced me that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. It felt like that the floor of that church was going to just open up and I was going to drop into hell. I, was, I felt so condemned before God. I had not gone out and robbed a bank. I had not uh, gone out and stole anything uh, from anybody. I had not done any of those things. I had not committed murder. I had not done uh, any of those things. But God let me know that I was a sinner. And the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's that word all again. We've all sinned. All of us have. And all of us need a Redeemer. All of us need a Savior. I've had people to tell me, say, Preacher, I, I'm not that bad a person. I don't treat anybody bad. I, I try to do the best that I can. And I, I try to do some good things. But the Bible tells us that our righteousnesses is nothing but filthy rags in the eyes of God. You and I can never live up to the standards of God's requirement. There's no way. Within ourselves, we cannot do that. The Apostle Paul uh, recognized that. He said, he said, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Everybody needs to get a hold of this, he said. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and He says, of whom I am chief. I'm chief. In Luke 19.10, Jesus makes this statement. He says, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's His reason for coming. That's the reason He came. Now the question is this. If the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it is, if God moved upon the heart of individuals to pin these words down, and He did, why did the Holy Spirit choose in verse number 15 to use this word? I want you to think about this word for a moment. It says, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Why did God inspire Paul to write that down? Why did the Holy Spirit uh, inspire him to use that word, unspeakable? Why, was, why, do you, why didn't you use the word, thanks be unto God for His great gift? Thanks be unto God for His Marvelous gift. Thanks be unto God for His precious gift. Thanks be unto God for His 
wonderful gift. And all of those things would be fine and good, you know, when we think about some of these things. But why did he inspire Paul to pin down the word unused, the word unspeakable? Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Webster's Dictionary, I want you to listen to this. Webster's Dictionary defines the word unspeakable as this. It says, that that cannot be spoken. Unutterable. The original language. The original language. The word unspeakable means this. Not led out. Inexpressible. So think about that for a moment. It says, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. And so if this, unsp- this gift is unspeakable, it's that that cannot be spoken, that that is unutterable, that that is inexpressible, just what is this gift? What is this gift? Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. The answer is found in the Bible. And it's very simply this. Jesus had a conversation with a man that was religious. His man, this man's name was Nicodemus. He talked to Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to him and said, said Master or Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that you're doing except God be with him. And Jesus told Nicodemus, He says, Verily I say unto thee, you must be born again. And he goes on down in this conversation with Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was very familiar with Old Testament Scripture. And he makes this statement. And he said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And he goes on in verse 16 and 17 and says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Unexpressible. Unspeakable. God's gift is Jesus Christ, His Son. It's through Him that you and I are redeemed. It's through Him that you and I obtain eternal life. It's through Him that you and I receive the forgiveness of sin. It's through Him that you and I have a heavenly home awaiting us. It's through Him and what He did for us on Calvary. It's through Him. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. There's people today that think, well, I don't have a lot of money, so I really don't have anything to be thankful for. 
Or I don't have a lot of possessions, and so I don't have anything to be thankful for. I don't have a roof over my head. Many people don't. I don't have anything to be thankful for. I don't drive a nice car, so I don't have anything to be thankful for. I want to tell you this. If you're a child of God, if you've been saved by God's grace, regardless of what you have or don't have, you've got something to be thankful for. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. I want you to think about just a few things this morning for just a moment. Notice where this gift comes from. The verse says, Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. James chapter 1 verse 17 says this, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He's the same. Okay? But every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above. And it comes down from the Father of lights. In... Mark chapter number 10. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus. And he says, What good thing shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked this question. He says, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but God only. Every good gift Every perfect gift comes down from above. I want to tell you this. God is the originator. When we go back to John 3.16, it says this, For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. We go to Genesis 1.1. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God created, God spoke everything into being. But I want you to think a bit of this. God's the originator of this unspeakable gift. If you go back into the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse number 8, it tells us there that Jesus was as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. This was mentioned in our Sunday school class this morning. He is, is a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Before God ever spoke this world in, into existence, God already had a Redeemer and was providing a Redeemer for you and me. You see, God knows all things. He knows the beginning and the ending and everything in between. And God knew that His creation would fall. God knew that man would fall in the Garden of Eden. God knew that. And before God ever spoke this world into existence, He had a plan 
for your redemption and for my redemption. Don't we have something to be thankful for this morning? He's the provider. He's the originator. And He's the provider. Think about this. The provider. Back in Genesis 22, read this whole chapter when you get home. God had promised Abraham and Sarah a son. His name was Isaac. And God told, spoke to Abraham and told him, said, you take your son, your only son, Isaac. You take him to a mountain that I'll show you. You offer him there as a burnt offering or sacrifice. You see, God was putting Abraham to the test. And he got up early in the morning. He took Isaac, took some men with him, and they went to a mountain. Went three days' journey. And went to this mountain. And he told the men, Abraham told the men, said, you stay here while I I and the lad go yonder and worship. And they went up on the mountain. Abraham built an altar. He bound up his son. And he laid Isaac on that altar. Drew back a knife. Was about to slay his son. And the Lord spoke to him. And said, do your son no harm. For now I know that thou fearest me. But as they were journeying up that mountain... Isaac said, Father said, we've got the knife, we've got the wood. said, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham makes this statement. He says, my son, God shall provide himself a lamb. And God did exactly that. He was the provider. He was the originator. A lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was the provider. God provided. And notice the wording of that. God shall provide Himself a lamb. The Bible tells us in John 1.1, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. In verse 14 of that same verse, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God provided Himself. Jesus was God incarnate, God in flesh. God provided Himself, a lamb. And Jesus went to the cross of Calvary. He that knew no sin was made sin for us. He was made our sin offering. That we might be made righteous in the eyes of God. And I want you to think about this. Jesus is that gift. God is the Father. God the Father is the giver of that gift. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible tells us in Romans 6.23, it tells us, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, we have so much to be thankful for. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. This week is Thanksgiving. A lot of different things will go on, a lot of things will happen. But I want to challenge you. 
this morning. Stop. Be still for a little while. And thank God for His unspeakable gift. Thank Him. I want you to think about something for just a moment. We've been collecting these. It's Operation Christmas Child. And these boxes, we've put all manner of things in these boxes. And these boxes will be shipped around the world. From this area, most of them go to Africa. And there's a lot of different things that have been placed in these boxes that are going to bring a lot of joy uh, to some children. We've asked you to, as you've assembled these boxes and you've put them together, to pray over these boxes. You see, we have no way of knowing who's going to receive that box. But you know what? God does. He does. And I I know that as many of these young people and children, as they open these boxes, uh, there's going to be a lot of different reactions from them. And it's going to bring, bring some joy and some happiness to them. But you see, there's a gift in that box. But there's something else that's going to happen along with this box going. This box is going to be given to them. But something else is going to be given to them. And it's going to be a presentation of the gospel. And it'll talk to them about the greatest gift. You see, this, whatever's in these boxes that you've packed up, I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how long it'll be good for. I, I, don't, I don't know any of those things. But what'll go along with this box, that gospel message, can have eternal consequences on somebody's life. And they'll get to hear of the greatest gift that's ever been given. And even after that presentation of the gospel, every one of them is going to have an opportunity to learn more about Jesus. Learn more about God's love for them. Learn more about the greatest gift that's ever been given and that being Jesus Christ. Those that come to faith in Him are going to have the opportunity to grow in the Lord and their relationship with the Lord. I, I don't know, I was thinking last night, I was trying to study last night, I was thinking last night and just praying over this, and, and it just this just hit me. We had one of these at the house that we had filled up and brought back this morning, and and this just hit me that, you know, we don't know who it's going to. They're, go, they're going to be given a copy of the Word of God in their language. They'll be given a copy of God's Word in their language. It'll also go along with this. And we don't know what kind of impact that's going to have as those kids go back home, even. 
and they start showing maybe their mom or daddy or aunts or uncles or somebody and start showing them what's in that box. But also in that box is a copy of God's Word in their language. And the Bible says His Word will not return unto Him void. It'll accomplish some things. And so I want to challenge you. You pray and you continue to pray. If you did a box or not, you continue to pray that God will bless this and God will use it. You continue to pray for live stream. You continue to pray for the church. Continue to pray for one another. Continue to pray for our sister churches. Continue to pray for Awana. We have kids come in here on Wednesday night to Awana that never go and never have an opportunity to hear the Word of God any other time than when they come. And boy, God has asked us to be faithful and sow the seed, the good seed of the Word of God. And God will bless it. Somebody else may come along and water it, but God will give the increase if we'll just be faithful. I don't know your heart this morning. We're going to have a time of invitation. Bobby, if y'all will come. And we'll stand our feet and just think about this. We have so much to be thankful for. I'm glad that I was born in a country. I'm glad I was born in an area. I'm glad I was born in a place to where I could hear the truth of the Word of God. What a blessing that's been. And I'm so thankful for that. I thank God for it every day because He changed my life. And I'm never the same. So thankful for that this morning. But ever how God may have spoken to you this morning, you want to come and pray. This altar's open today. You just come, be obedient to the Lord. Maybe you want to just come and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. I think about Mike Grizzle's testimony a lot of times and He'll say, Lord, I hope you never get tired of hearing me say thank you uh, because we really have a lot uh, to be thankful for. Maybe you want to just come this morning. And uh, I think a lot of times we pray and we want God to do this, we want God to do that, we want God to do this, we want Him to take care of this. How often do we just get on our knees and say, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all that you've done for me. God help us all. Amen. Let's sing together. Bobby, what's your number? Page 552, Are You Washed in the Blood? 552.